Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. A perfect day. The only way to describe May 15, 2021. It was a perfect day at the Spyglass Ridge Winery. Beautiful weather, awesome families, delicious food, beer, and wine, and a lot of beautiful and adorable dancers dancing on the stage. Everything came together to make this day a really special day. Coach Michelle and I sat down to talk about what made it so special and the positives that came out of having have to think outside the box due to the pandemic. Thank you for listening as always, and please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. Recital recap day. What an incredible day Saturday was. And to a regular listener who's not interested in the dance stuff, I apologize for another recital-related stuff. But don't turn us off because there's some good golden nuggets in this episode, I promise. Um, I promise that without knowing what's what this episode <laughs> is going to entail. But I know that there's going to be a golden nuggets in there because our recital is not just another recital, I promise. Uh, and I think we all felt that. If you were there on Saturday, thank you for being with us. And I think you know exactly what I mean when we say, you know, it's just not another recital. I mean, the only way I can really summarize May 15th at the Spyglass Ridge Winery was it was a perfect day. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, behind the scenes, there were uh, little hiccups that I was dealing with. Uh, and we'll go into the details of that. So I think for Commotion Nation families, I think this would be like, you know, stories of backstage, what really took place, you know, like, and then you might find out things that you didn't expect because I think we handled it with ease. Um, the huge prop goes to my staff because they were incredible, including you do just handling stuff when I wasn't around because I was dealing with the hiccup issues. Um, and, and special thanks to you guys for, for taking care of things. Um, so where, do we sh- where should we start? Huh. It's kind of tough, right? We, a lot happened that day. So let's, let's give a visual of what the day was like. Yeah. Also, I think you should talk a little bit, too, about the planning. Because this, this required, so in my mind, I would think outside easier. Right. Like mm-hmm. when you think about any kind of big event, a wedding, a, you know, um, some sort of party, anything like that, you think outside it's going to be less expensive and easier. Right. That wasn't the case. <laughs> is, is that what people think? Is that like a, a consensus among people? Is Well, I don't know. I'm not always like, you know, people, but <laughs> that's what I would think. Mm. But now that I've done this, I mm-hmm. completely different. Well, traditionally, you know, dance recitals are held indoors, but the pandemic has kind of forced us to think outside the box. And we thought about this a long ago. Yeah. you. I think it was in like October, right? You really had it in your heart that after there was no recital last year, that we were going to do everything that we could to safely have a recital this year, as long as it fit into what was going on in the world. Right. Absolutely. I mean, there was no... You know, I there was no other solution in my head other than to have a recital one way or another. And the way I thought about it, I was like, you know, as 
the pandemic started to unfold and we started to learn that like outdoors is a lot safer than indoors, I thought to myself, well, around May, indoors still might not be possible, which I'm glad because it's still not. I don't think I would still I still wouldn't feel comfortable having that many people at an auditorium right now having a recital. So I thought to myself, well, can we have an outdoor recital now with the outdoors and you know, we got super lucky with weather, mm-hmm. right? Especially this past weekend was absolutely beautiful. Um, and so that was the concern that I had is I don't know what the way the weather is going to be. It's going to be a little bit more dicey, but I would have rather chance that to have an outdoor recital than an indoor recital. Mm-hmm. So then I started thinking, okay, what venues can we have it at? And the first place that I thought about was Spyglass Ridge Winery. Shout out to Spyglass Ridge Winery, to the team of Rod, who was our stage manager, to Michelle, who was the and the, the lady that I was in contact with. Her name is Michelle, too. Did you know that? And now I do. Now, yeah. yeah so <laughs> Michelle was the person that she she is somewhere in like uh, off the coast. I don't she she's not local, oh. but she coordinates all the events. And then Tom, the owner of the Spyglass Ridge Winery. What a absolutely stunningly beautiful venue. Had you been out there before? I didn't know how that came to be. Yes. So do you remember the balloon festival we oh, did like three years yes, ago? Yes. That's how we uh, came to know Spyglass. Okay. And when we performed for that event, I thought to myself, wow, this is a really, really cool venue. You know, the stage is on the bottom of the hill and then the hill goes up. But there's like a little flat area where most of the audience sat and then it starts to go up the hill and at the top of the hill is the brewery to the side of where the hill starts is the winery. So people were able to purchase alcohol and be able to enjoy their day, spread their legs. You know, they had a lot of leg room and if the kids got like uneasy and they wanted to move, they have plenty of space to do that. I saw a lot of kids by the lake, just like looking at things, which was really neat to see. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times I feel like kids nowadays are addicted to their phones and they choose to do that. But at the recital where they were forced to sit, they're like, I want to move, so I'm going to go and explore nature, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I loved seeing that. Uh, and so that was the venue, and that's how I came to know it. And so around October, I think, is when I placed a call. And I was actually in Saratoga Springs, New York, when I made the call and first talked to Michelle. And she said, yep, we'd love to have you. We'll love to have you. They have a lot of summer concerts, so that starts in June, July, August. But May, they didn't have anything scheduled, so I called and inquired, and they were like, yeah, I think that would be really cool. And so the venue was booked. And um, it's it couldn't I couldn't have asked for a better venue, right? I mean, every single person I've talked to said, what a beautiful venue. That was a beautiful day. It really was. And I had never mm-hmm. been there before, surprisingly. I've always thought about going to concerts there, but I, I just never made it. Mm-hmm. So it was... Uh, it was a nice surprise when I got there Friday for the rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And I think kids felt like rock stars standing on that <laughs> stage. Right? It was a nice big stage. Yeah. So, yeah, talking about some of the, the really good things about it, uh, there was no real backstage, but there, was, there were tents mm-hmm. to change into. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kids could view the whole show, mm-hmm. which was huge. They normally can't. Yep. And... You didn't have that, you know, the the younger children missing their mom and that kind of thing. Some moms sat close to the the fenced-in area that we had. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
They which could. probably was a smart move on their part too. Like if there's uh if they weren't sure what their kids are gonna do, they probably wanted to sit nearby. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was like in the audience, to be honest with you. I um I was just too busy handling the backstage stuff, but I just felt like oh this is the only thing that I noticed about the audience. When the first show and when the show started, a lot of people were different colored skin color than when the show ended. <laughs> True. <laughs> I saw a lot of red lobsters out there in the audience <laughs> by the end. But <laughs> that's I, besides the I, point. I was in the audience a lot for different reasons. Sometimes to, you know, help find a mom. I was helping mm-hmm. somebody, uh, you know, find their T-shirt. Things like that. Um, just putting out some little teeny tiny fires that were happening. Uh, but everybody was so relaxed. And that's the other thing, too, when you're sitting in an auditorium. So imagine having, you know, a toddler. Mm. You, you have a two-year-old, maybe an infant, who knows, and you're sitting through over a three-hour dance recital. They mm. do not want to sit. And what if you're in the middle of the aisle and then mm. you have to climb over people or if you have a tickle in your throat and, you know, mm. you don't want to get up and, and stand in front of anybody's camera kids could run around people mm-hmm. were mingling so when their kids weren't dancing they might have been going over to talk to another family that you might not have even seen if you were in an auditorium setting where maybe you were on one end they were on the other mm-hmm. something like that so that's what i saw when i went out into the into the audience i just saw a lot of people just really enjoying the day it did have that festival feel just like you were yeah. going for yeah i mean we we got super lucky with the weather right i mean it almost felt like a beach day mm-hmm. without the beach but there was a dance recital on stage right. like a lot of people brought like beach chairs and then instead of lawn chairs and they're just like kind of relaxing they're tanning they had a nice alcohol in their hand we had our food truck buddies mike food truck and real taste food real taste food truck um and and they were busy all day yeah yeah, They're that's what I heard busy too. All day. They both sold out by the end of the night. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And so it was incredible. It's just, I, it, there was a really good positive vibe um, to the whole day. Now, we had to rent like tents and porta potties and all that stuff is what basically skyrocketed the cost of this recital that things that we typically wouldn't have to rent or book to be able to have a recital is what drove the cost of the ticket price and what drove the cost on on our behalf to hold this event uh, but it, it sounds like you know even in the end of the year result you know survey people weren't too upset about the ticket price they were like totally understand like if this is the atmosphere that you're bringing and there's access to food and there's access to alcohol mm-hmm. fantastic right uh, and so I was, I was very very excited to see that and Here's the good news is I've already booked it for next year. Yay. Now, and I also got smart and I booked two weekends uh, back to back. So the 13th and 14th and 20th and 21st of May or next year. So just in case if it rains out one weekend, we don't have to cancel, but we can aim for the next weekend. Mm -hmm. That's a lot to ask, especially in month of May for parents to like reserve those two weekends. But hey. You know, I think after this year, people are going to be like, that's like a must go to event, you know, like I hope that's that's how it um, it came across. And, you know, I think who we were on the, was on the display, just on the stage mm-hmm. through the kids performance, through things that we did. And it's just a vibe of a community, right? Like we're a community focused, you know, recreational dance program. And I think that was front and center. And dancers did a fantastic job on stage. Every single number looked great. 
and a lot of it, it was so good to see a lot of kids smiling on yes. stage and you know what I noticed this year too I think just because of the atmosphere we didn't have you know there's always a few children who really don't want to go on stage or it's really intimidating to be up there and I feel like I didn't see it anyway unless I missed it mm -hmm. that we didn't have any that yeah, were there was no stage fright cr yeah mm -hmm. even on the rehearsal night there was nobody no kid that refused to get up on stage which is incredible I loved rehearsal night not being a dress rehearsal I Did loved you? that. Yeah. I thought that was great. I think that made everything go smoothly. We didn't run the risk of mm -hmm. losing costume pieces. And yeah, I think there was one missing shoe before yeah. the recital. <laughs> that so was it. I think this is a good point to talk about. Like, you know, on the other side of the pandemic, it was inconvenient, but it also made us think differently, mm -hmm. right? And because we had to think differently, we had to come up with the creative solutions. And when I look at like our dance program, the creative solutions that we came up with have been a home run. Like mm -hmm. I think it, it, it's been awesome. It's great that like we were forced to think about having an outdoor recital. Mm -hmm. It's great that we were forced to seek out a venue that we could have an outdoor recital in. And, 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 and the other parts of the recital that I had to book and plan. And, um, you know, in a, in a way, it's, it's weird to say this, but like the pandemic was a blessing almost to help us kind of figure out. Because I would have never thought of an outdoor recital if it wasn't for the pandemic. Right. You would have just stuck with that routine, yeah. indoor, right. more formal. Right. And then even the rehearsal, like... I would have stuck with the dress rehearsal mm -hmm. for so many reasons because you can totally argue against why dress rehearsals are important. Right. But what we ended up doing was like in-studio dress rehearsal at the end of April and non-dress rehearsal the night before. And because it was non-dress rehearsal, we pumped out 34 numbers in five hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which some people are like, five hours. I know. It's <laughs> but the thing is none of the parents had to stay longer than like hour and a half because we divided by levels. We mm -hmm. didn't do it by short order because we kind of simplified the process backstage that we felt the need like, okay, we can do this by levels. And by doing it by levels, none of the dancers had to stay the entire five hours. Our staff was required to, but the dancers could come in, do their pieces and go home. Mm -hmm. And, so the parents are wondering, like, how did this all come about? It's honestly, it's the ideas of the team. Our staff meetings are incredible. Many, many staff meetings. Yeah, lots, lots of, of two-hour staff <laughs> meetings on Monday nights from 8 o'clock to, like, 10 o'clock uh, to figure this out. But, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's the teamwork that contributed to all of this and kind of figuring out all the minor details that worked in our favor. It was really amazing to watch too, with it being the first time outdoor, you had to think about things like parking, mm. you know, like you already mentioned, porta potties, all of those different kind of things, tents. Um, how are you going to do tickets if you're outside, which I loved our wristbands too. And then everybody, you know, wristbands are so popular now. So mm. rather than doing paper tickets, everybody got a wristband and then just wore it in. So you didn't have to remember to carry your tickets in or lose one on the way or any right. of that. I mean, huge shout out to our volunteers. We couldn't do this without our volunteers. So Jen, Cindy, Polly, and Danielle at the ticket booth. And then Gabe, Preston, Jay, and Danny at the parking attendant. Now, when I mentioned hiccups <laughs> in the beginning pre-show, 
hiccups came from uh, a little bit of miscommunication with the venue. It's nobody's fault. I'm not really sure where the miscommunication happened or communication breakdown happened, but somehow Rod, Michelle, and Tom weren't on the same page as far as how many people to expect. And so Tom thought we were only expecting 150 people. Uh, but from the get-go, we told them 150 dancers, 650 family members, total 800. So mm -hmm. somehow that that got miscommunicated. Nobody's fault. Um, but because of that, they thought it would be okay to not give us the brewery parking or the grassy area next to the brewery. So we basically had to park our cars on like a, a mowed grassy area adjacent to the road that leads to the brewery. And this problem was thrown to us at 12.30. 12.30, we figured that that was the case. So I hopped in, the, and then everything changed because the flow that we were thinking of was going to come through right next to the brewery, and that's where we're going to set up the tent. So then everybody, we can kind of funnel the traffic that way, thinking that we can use the parking lot that's right next to the brewery, not on the gravel area, but in the grass lot. But we were not we just found out 30 minutes before the sh the the you know people started arriving that uh or maybe hour and a half before the people started arriving oh wait no 130 was when we found it because that's when i really started to work with the volunteers anyhow then the flow was just you know totally it's, it wasn't going to work anymore so i had to quickly think of where do we put the tent that makes the most sense how do we figure out this parking situation so around 1.15, when all the volunteers started arriving and we started getting settled, I hopped in the car and I said to Robin, can you handle everything backstage? I'm going to go and work with the volunteers. I got to figure this out. So I went up top, saw the parking areas that were given to me. I couldn't visualize how this was going to work, but all the four boys were there and I love them. You know what I mean? They're my former interns, current interns, and hopefully future intern in there too. But, um, you know, I trust them greatly. So I said to, I looked at them and I said, guys, I don't have time to figure this out. Do you think you can handle this? These are the spots that were given to us. You can park it however you want in the best way that you can. And you think you can figure out the flow. Jay and Press looked at me and said, Hitty, I got it. We'll take care of it. Don't worry. We'll take care of this. That was such a great thing to hear. And I, I, I believe them. Mm -hmm. You know, Jay has that military background of working in a team and kind of figuring out how to organize. And press is very, press has matured a lot. I love talking about my how much my interns have grown because <laughs> they're just incredible. And to, and to see their growth in, in front of my eyes is one of the, the greatest part of what I get to do as far as my job goes. And, uh, they told, told me in confidence that they had, and I believed them. Mm -hmm. And and plus, uh, Tom sent a couple volunteers over to, from his side of the staff to help out with the parking, and I'm sure that helped tremendously as well, and I'm thanks to Tom. And so we issue solved. The issue that we couldn't solve was the flow, and I think that's where the families got a little bit frustrated because some people were waiting by the tent, but others just like kind of came into the venue from wherever. And it's nobody's fault. It's our fault of not being able to establish that like single stream line of entrance to the venue. 
I mean, it's an open area, so it's really hard to establish that. Mm-hmm. But uh, because of the parking situation, the flow that we we're thinking of establishing got thrown off. And as a result, like people are coming into the venue before two o'clock. But I don't think from the audience side, I don't know that if they noticed that, um, except the people that were just waiting in front of the tent. Right, right. Something to work on for next year. Yeah, something to work on for next year for sure. And those are the two hiccups that I was dealing with. But the point that I want to bring back to is the fact that, like, the people that were working at the event were just fantastic. I mean, from interns to volunteers to my staff, like, they handled everything just so smoothly. Mm -hmm. And when I came back to backstage, like, Robin had already had a team meeting, and I think she kind of told him, like, hey, Hitty's kind of, like, he's – he's panicking a little bit because this is not how it was assigned and uh and everybody was like smiles and just made sure i was calm because she was like she she told me she said you know i just told him like if we stay calm he's gonna be calm and he's Mm. gonna be okay and and she was totally right as soon as i came backstage like 15 minutes the show was about to start and i saw them i was like okay it's gonna be all right everything's gonna be fine once it starts it's gonna be great Mm -hmm. and and it sure was. And it was. And you started mm-hmm. right on time, too. I looked at my watch. It was 3 o'clock, and boom, you were starting. Now that's I always try to do that because I, I try to. So everything that I do, I try to pull from my own experience and how frustrated I get when the movie's supposed to start at 3, and it really doesn't start till 3.15. Oh, those darn previews. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't you hate that? Like, you go to a show, and then first 10 minutes is, like, orchestra, or, like, yes. the show doesn't start till 3.10. Like, I want it to start at 3. Right. <laughs> Unless I'm running late, then I want it to start at 3.10. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you never run late, dudes. No. No, no, never. no. Nope. I think today we're supposed to start a podcast at 11.30. I think you arrived at 11.37. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you know, traffic. <laughs> <laughs> There's another golden nugget for you. <laughs> <laughs> what was the golden nugget? <laughs> <laughs> that Michelle's always late. <laughs> When we do podcast trivia night, which we are going to do sometime, that's going to be a question. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. What time did Michelle show up? Oh, okay. Five For minutes the- after the assigned time. <laughs> <laughs> notice he doesn't mention the times I'm like early. There might not have been any, but notice that he never mentions them. <laughs> I, you know, I was really trying to think, when was she early? Yeah. To- <laughs> we don't need to go there. So anyway, back to the recital. <laughs> We don't want to get off track here. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> so what did you think from your perspective? Like, I think you got a taste of all different angles from the parent side, from the staff side, um, you know, from back end of the side too, leading up to the recital. Mm-hmm. So much organization that uh, through all of the meetings, everybody just chipped in. And, and that's what's neat to see about the staff too. You know, you'll say you'll bring, I'm trying to think of a specific example and I can't but you'll bring something up and somebody will say oh I have this or hey would you want to borrow this or hey I can ask my neighbor if you can use his this Mm -hmm. or whatever and it just all comes together and there's all these great minds with these great ideas and everybody just loves this program so the staff 
wants it to be amazing. So everybody just works together and it was so well planned and so well thought out that even when that when there were those hiccups, everybody that day knew their job. They knew what they needed to be doing so that you could then go focus on what was happening otherwise. I didn't even if I if somebody didn't tell me what happened, I wouldn't have known. That's how calm it was backstage. Um, so what else did I think? I think it was great for the kids, especially the little kids, especially for kids who get stage fright. That stage was huge. Like you said, they probably felt like rock stars, but they weren't even nervous about it. Mm. And I thought that was wonderful. Um, this year, this is a little, this doesn't really have anything to do with the recital venue, but I thought that the choreography this year and the costumes were top notch. I think, um, both of those things together, I thought really, really great people were engaged. Like I could even, you know, I, I could see people really watching the show even, you know, sometimes you just might be there watching just your grandchild or just your child, but I could see people really watching like you would at a festival and, um, you know, it was, everybody was just enjoying it. Uh, what else? perfect weather I thought it I was a little worried about the tent I thought oh man it's going to be chaos in that tent but it wasn't it was you saw older dancers helping the younger dancers and and that was really nice um you know I love that about our dance program like the older kids really look after the younger ones they do yes you know and that's something that Amelia said too Uh, I should mention that today also, so you have your peer leaders, and this year there weren't as many peer leaders just because of the, the situation with everything, but a lot of times the students only get to see their peer leaders in their yeah. classes, and Amelia said to me, she said, you know, my kids my kids were amazed to see me do something other than what we do in their classes, mm. So, and one little boy even said to his mom that day, like, hey, if I keep practicing, maybe someday I'll be as good as Miss Mel, Aww. so it really gives them something you know, because they're when they're at their level, they're you know they're all pretty similar in their abilities. You, of course, you have different levels within each level, also. But for them to see the older kids, or at one point, I was um, I was in the pit with the, the kids watching the show, and uh, one of the seniors went up to do their dance, and and then I was talking to the kids. I said, "How many of you think you're going to dance until you're a senior?" And you know, they were all so inspired by that dance. Every hand went up, and they were really into it. So that was incredible how many of them were probably sitting in the audience that day thinking of themselves when they become a senior and what they'll want to do for their senior dance or that's awesome yeah it's it's just incredible to see and hear these things i think i got to see a lot more backstage stuff just because the backstage was right next to the where i was stationed and you know i it's not it's usually not as open as it was this year Mm -hmm. and also just hearing these stories and and i don't know if this is specific to this year because like we all realize what what why it's so special to us like individuals yes um but power of team and power of togetherness power of working together i think that was just full-on display throughout the day it was and that was what was incredible like it was a true reminder of like hey like in the past years, there's been so much of like individualism, right? Like my rights, you know, like my thoughts, my opinion, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But Saturday kind of made us realize like, hey, like if we actually work together mm-hmm. and help each other out, we can accomplish so much more. Yes. 
Don't you think? Like that was the feel that I got and that was what I was reminded by. I was super amazed. And I mean, I knew I had a great team and I knew we have a great program, but I think that's what really made the day special as a reminder of like, wow, we are a great team, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can't thank everybody for that because, you know, everybody plays a role in that. You know what I mean? Like whether it's small or big, everybody's part of the team and we were just excited to be there and help each other and make sure everything went as smooth as possible. Like everybody played a role. I mean, those older kids, they probably didn't know that they played a role in making the recital go really smooth, but by helping the younger dancers changing the tent and making sure they're comfortable, you know, they help put a a, a great performance for those little kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was very little that we as, as volunteers had to do backstage Mm -hmm. in comparison with other years. So, I, you know, of course you have to get them organized. You have to make sure they have their costume, all of those things. Uh, but, yeah, other years there was a lot more of, like, the emotional component or, you know, maybe they mm. were bored sitting backstage. None of that this year. None. Yeah, I think kids enjoyed watching the show, too, you know, like in that dancer-only area. We call it the pit or the cage, but... <laughs> <laughs> I tried to put an end to calling it the cage right away. We cannot <laughs> call this a cage. <laughs> but it was unique like it was dancers only in that area and they were blocked off and they got to hang out with their friends and sit down Mm -hmm. and you know one of the things that i kept reading on facebook as you know people posted pictures is like you know my friend my kid made new friends that they would have otherwise never made and you know it was so neat to see him or her you know just wanting to sit in the pit with their newly found friends that i as a parent didn't even know who they were like that's awesome to hear right and that's like you know there's certain things that i hope that all the kids in the program gets and that's definitely one element that i want them to make new friends and new friends that um that that, that they'll be friends for a long time you know i was talking to alex alex my daughter is was a senior that was graduating and i said to her we were talking one night and we were talking about how most of the friends that she has at the studio that they've probably never been friends if Mm -hmm. it wasn't for dance yes very true you Very know, true. like Mel and Alex, you know, mm-hmm. like they probably never really would have gotten to know each other if it wasn't for the fact that like they dance together. Right. You know, and, and that's what's incredible. And so when I hear stories like that, even from the little parents, I think in terms of like, just just wait, you know, by the time they're seniors, they're going to be doing what the seniors this year's were doing and, you know, watching each other's senior solos from the side and and coming onto the stage at the end and giving them hugs like oh. it was just man. Yeah. So many tears, so many tears. My my poor daughter. Uh, too many tears, maybe. Yeah, well, okay, we won't. She might listen to this, so we won't say that. There were a lot of tears, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it, it's very hard for Amelia because you know he, she's younger, but she's always danced with the older girls. So part of her family, part of her team, is mm-hmm. leaving, and and it, it leaves this um, space. So where she still has three more years of dance oh gosh that's hard to say three more years only uh that is crazy oh yeah let's not go there you'll have me crying (laughs) (laughs) uh you know there's the there's this little there's this little hole uh hole in 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 her heart right now wondering how things are going to be the dynamics and Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing i have to tell this story though uh when they were first getting ready before the show started in the tent i was just kind of checking things out making sure it didn't get too chaotic in there and and alex and amelia were getting ready in the same vicinity 
and I was asking Amelia about her blood sugars, and Alex said, oh, I have a bag packed for her already. So yeah, Alex no. not only had all of the <laughs> things she needed for herself, but she packed a bag in case Mel gets low. Yeah. So, I mean, like, as a mom, that's the best thing to hear ever. Yeah. Of course, I had a bag packed also. <laughs> yeah. I kind of figure you did, but, like, when she started doing that, I was like, okay, I mean, Who knows if Amelia did, but, but Alex and I had her back. But that was amazing. <laughs> that was just amazing to see and to know that somebody, you know, it is such a family. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people are surprised that, you know, we decided to give the Teacher Recognition Award to Gianna and Alex. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because a lot of people came up to me <laughs> afterwards and said, I'm Hitty, I'm so glad you gave her that award. Because from, from the beginning, she always says she'll never get it. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I saw it this year. I think like it really hit her hard in the second half, especially just realizing that this was coming to an end. Mm -hmm. And she was all about, you know, giving it all she got and leaving a good legacy behind. And, you know, we saw that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the team agreed that, you know, she she's deserving of the award. And she got that award. Right. Yeah, we should talk about our seniors quickly. I know we're way over, but uh, those seniors were phenomenal. The senior solos were incredible. Yeah, these were your first seniors to really kind of grow up in the program. Well, yeah, last year would have been the first year, but True, speaking right. of which, the super seniors, Bree, Allie, and Nicole. <laughs> I love that. I know, their piece was incredible, oh too. Oh, my gosh, I know. Very mature. You can see their growth in their dances. Yeah, and even after a year of not dancing together. Yeah, they, they, they killed it. Oh, it they killed it. fantastic. Yeah. It it was one of those dances where you're watching it and you're like, I could do that. You know, like they just did it so well that, yeah. and it made it seem so natural. So smooth. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah. they've been doing it for years. Uh-huh. Which is my segue mm -hmm. into, I mean, maybe there might have been other people on the stage at this event that might not normally be on the stage that yeah, you might want to mention. Made, yeah. You made, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you made a stage debut with us. I did. It was my it was adult and you, stage debut. You, you hit it. I Oh. You it, hit the dubs. I, I did. For anybody <laughs> listening, if you saw this, you would think like, <laughs> okay, so no big deal. <laughs> it, was but it was huge, a huge deal. It was a huge deal for me. First of all, getting on stage to dance. And I so this move became my move because what it actually is is me doing I don't even know what wrong. I, I don't know what move. We <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what I was trying to do the original time I did it. But it was wrong. So then it became a thing and it became my move. So yeah. now I have to do a wrong move. But yeah. I had to walk out there, stand in front of all of the dance instructors. Front and center. Yep. yep. And then meet them while they're all out there dancing this whole dance together. I have to meet them for these four counts. Yeah. And, and make sure you hit it perfectly. And hit it perfectly. Yeah. And I'm front and center. Yeah. In front of 650 people, <laughs> which, by the way, it didn't look like, you know, when I thought of 650 people, I thought like the hill was going to be full. <laughs> so I was like, oh, if this is 650 people, I got this. <laughs> so I was up that morning at 530 practicing oh my and gosh. practicing and practicing because I thought I am not. I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm not going to let Hitty down. And I was what after the teachers <laughs> saw me do it a couple of times, I think all of them were thinking like. You know, we're just going to have to really like, you know, pat Michelle on the back when she doesn't get it. 
make her feel good about it. And I was like, I'm not going out there without doing it. I felt like Beyonce. You did it. And your your watch registered as a workout when you were practicing, right? <laughs> yes. Registered as a workout at 530 in the morning. Practicing. Just doing that. I had to count the steps to my spot. So I had to know, like, how many steps I needed to take. They needed to be on beat so that I could get right there and go boom, 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 boom. And that's and, it. And end it. Yeah. <laughs> But if you listen to the video, the kids were screaming. Oh, it was great. The instructors, as soon as I hit that, turned to me. They were all screaming. I was like, wow. You felt like a superstar. Oh, my gosh, I did. You felt like Beyonce, yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, I was really trying to channel Beyonce. My hair was blowing in the wind as I came out in my sequin dress. But (laughs) enough about me. (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) Yeah, we had a such incredible day. And if you weren't there to witness it, well, there's always next year. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you haven't seen the instructor dance that Deuce is talking about, it's up on my Facebook, so you can check that out. Well, I think it was another fantastic recap of and another fantastic episode of this podcast and a great re- recap of the Saturday's event. And we promise next week we'll get back to our our um, our usual topic. Actually, next week is going to be deuce is going to be hosting by herself um it was it was actually we pre-recorded it um but if you're interested in just uh coach michelle being vulnerable next week is the one <laughs> to tune in uh i was away a couple weeks ago and she just took the initiative to say hey can i just record a podcast just talking to the audience and i said absolutely so we're going to be releasing that next week and uh week after that we'll be back talking about all the stuff, fitness, nutrition, youth training, and more. Probably talking about, you know, talking about summer and what's coming up and all that stuff as well. Thank you for listening as always, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.